Today is Wednesday, December 27th. The title for our devotional is Our Joy. Remember this week, we are focusing on the last verse of 1 John 1, 1 1-4 and concluding our campaign, The Life Revealed. The last verse says we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. Interestingly, John uses the first person plural, our, instead of the expected second person plural, your. We in English don't have a second person plural pronoun. Uh, Instead, we just use the same as the second person singular, your. So it could be either singular or plural. It's not confusing, I know. (laughs) I often just quote my southern friends and say, y'all, as their second person plural. But anyways, one would expect John to say we are writing these things so that your joy may be complete. It is so expected that in the years following the first century, scribes often copied, who copied the New Testament, changed it to your, thinking that the scribe before them had made a simple mistake. However, the earliest and best manuscripts have R. John does the same thing at the end of his second letter. In 2 John 12, says, I have much to write to you, but I do not want to use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to visit you and talk with you face to face so that our joy may be complete, says the same thing. So this idea of John including R instead of your, it fits nicely with what we've talked about last week. That throughout these first four verses, John uses the first person plural we uh, when he is certainly writing this uh, himself. Elsewhere, in the other 12 uses of the word writing, which I referenced yesterday, he says, I am writing. So in verse 3, he says, so that you have fellowship along with us. His point is to display this mystical union of the people of God to one another, which we talked about last week. All who believe in the gospel as taught by the apostles are united to one another in the common fellowship that we share. The R here, then, is just another data point suggesting that this is what John is doing here. So let's zoom in on this specific usage. When his audience believes in the gospel as taught in the rest of this letter, it will produce joy in their lives, he says. It will also produce joy in the life of John, the one who is teaching them the gospel as an apostle. It will produce joy in those who, all who believe in the gospel. This mutual sharing of joy is a part of John's purpose in writing this letter. Last week we saw as a part of his reason for declaring the gospel was for his audience to share fellowship with us and fellowship with God. Here he wants them to all experience this collective joy found in the gospel. Faith in the gospel then should lead us to collective joy. Joy is contagious. In Christmas time, we all see this to be true. Watching a loved one open a gift always brings a shared joy to the experience. My daughter, Alora, she summarized uh, her short essay on whether she prefers wrapping presents or decorating cookies with the following line. Lastly, she says, I love wrapping presents with my family because it spreads joy to those wrapping and those getting the gifts. <laughs> even, even Ellie at age eight understands this principle. This idea of collective joy challenges our individualistic tendencies. When we think of joy, we tend to be very self-focused. How can I get more joy? What do I need to do to experience joy? If only this would happen to me, then I would have joy. And and therein lies the problem. The self-absorbed are rarely joyful. They may experience a hedonistic happiness in the pursuit of pleasure, but that is a pig slop compared to the delicacy of joy. As C.S. Lewis writes in Surprised by Joy, joy is not a substitute for sex. Sex is very often a substitute for joy. I sometimes wonder whether all pleasures are not substitutes for joy. Focusing on the self does not produce joy. Joy in scripture is a fruit of the spirit that is given to all believers. Joy is found in the presence of God. 
Joy, then, is a deep spiritual virtue that should characterize the life of the believer. This joy is not found in looking to the self. It is collective joy in the gospel, which brings us into fellowship with one another and with God. For today, I invite you to just reflect on what this collective expression of joy looks like. Put some teeth to it in your own life and identify the ways, the practices that represent this collective joy that you share with all believers in Christ.